podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting invite aliens to find the best racer? Welcome to the movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 154. I am your host, Tiggs, and I shouldn't be shouting too loud in this hotel room just in case. And with me, as always, are Russ. I'm Russ! <laughs> Peter. I want to push you around. And Alex. Well, I will. <laughs> classic, classic Matchbox 20 bit that we got going on right now. I love it. I love the energy. I love Rob Thomas. He was the guy. Or is yeah, that or yeah. is that Dave Thomas? Well, I like Dave That's Thomas. Wendy's guy. Dave Thomas is either yeah. Wendy's or SCTV. Which one are you? He's Wendy. He's both. Oh, but yeah. to be fair, I would I prefer Dave Thomas. Then regardless, let's just go there. All right, yeah. it is the month of August, and there have been an insane number of movies that have come out. Everybody's going to the movie theaters now. Like it's it's like there's no diseases out there. Things are selling out like crazy. Movies are making billions of dollars that no one expected them to. And we're here to talk about them, probably some of them, some of us talking about some of them. What a great intro that I'm having right now. Let's start with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Oh, geez. Where where do we start? Where do we begin? I love this movie. <laughs> it is so stinking good. I... That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's just yeah, this, so good. This is it, the first... Granted, I haven't seen any of like the last couple cartoon iterations but this is you, the first one to feel like teenagers in oh, in, totally. in a re, in a way that does not like hey they're just like they make because they're teenagers they make jokes it's like no they have like teenage they make teenage decisions yes um, right and that's their mo- they have teenage motivations they want to and be, they make teenage jokes yeah yes i, I feel like so many of it's where where they actually go uh, super wrong in Ninja Turtle Land with the characterization is typically Leonardo and Raphael. Granted, I love Raphael, yes. but Raphael yes. sounds like a, he's like a 40-year-old grizzled man who's been there and done that. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Oh, I've completely lost Russ. Yeah. Okay, good. I was worried it was my internet. Russ, you like we're making no. the best point of all no. time. <laughs> no. No. Uh, can you hear me? Totally worth it. Yeah, we can. Now now. We can. And that was oh, a great annoying. point, Russ. <laughs> oh, but I was, I had gone on to say, I wonder if I was just too far away from the mic. I don't know, that's weird. Yeah, um, I just didn't that, notice like, the Sartre references like you do. Mm, <laughs> but yeah, they normally get... Leonardo, I know what a kid looks like who happens to be a leader or a captain or something like that, and they've never gotten that right until now. Yeah. Like, I feel like every single one of these turtles is a teenager in the best and worst possible ways. Like, I could have watched these, I could have watched them not fight crime. They were so enjoyable. I could have watched them just fuck around. And like, and that's the thing, like when you hear about like the recording process for this, it was like they just threw them all into a room and we're just like, we're going to record all of your vocal tracks at the same time. Just have fun. And like, mm-hmm. we're going to capture it and we're going to put it in there. And like, it shows just how much fun these friends are having. Just like talking to 
it's almost like a podcast in a lot of weird yeah. way, but just as characters. Teenage Teenage Mutant Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtle Turtle Mutant Mutant Mayhem Mayhem podcast. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, it's just it's the, weird for a movie that felt like it was marketed off of the cameos. Yes. And I feel that's what kept people away because we're like, oh, it's just another like Seth Rogen and Friends movie. So which it wasn't it, really like that wasn't much. Like there was that was no, the like it's so that, much. That being said, really, I thought Ice Cube was great. Yeah. Ice Cube was phenomenal. I'm like, has he not been in a cartoon before? I he should need to be in all the cartoons. I need to make because some, a Missy Elliott reference in every cartoon. He's got an awesome, awesome presence as yes. any animated character. I'm like, all right, yes. I think I like he did family movies for a long time and. I, I think he was just one step away from his final form, which is just being an awesome voice actor. Yeah. He looks like the only other one is Book of Life. Um, that oh, Day of the that Dead either. style. Yeah. Uh, like Channing Tatum. And, yeah. I don't remember him Something in that at all. I'm sure it was just a cameo off of the fact that he knows Channing Tatum from yeah. uh, the Jump Street. Yeah. Oh, right, right. But, like, I, I was also worried that this, a little bit worried that the comparisons to uh, Spider-Man and its animation style and stuff like that mm-hmm. were going to just, people were going to say, well, it's not Spider-Man, so it's dog shit. <laughs> and I'm not actually seeing that. Like, yes, Across no. the Spider-Verse was a great movie, but I'll tell you okay. what. That wasn't a great movie if you were six. Yeah. Right, exactly. And this is what, this just skews so much. This is the perfect movie. Like, it, it's like when we were talking about Spider-Verse, it was like, well, I, I think this is a great movie. I think this is a great cartoon. I would have trouble recommending it to, like, a, like an eight-year-old. Like, or someone who's like, should they go see Spider-Verse? I'd be like, well, it's a little too complicated. This is you, the movie. You gotta be to double go and digits them. and super into Spider-Man for me yeah. to take you to see that movie. You gotta be 10 and up. Uh, and then I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's go. Cause it's two hours and 20 minutes. This is 90 minutes. Like the yep. olden oh, days, yeah. oh, 90 yeah. wonderful minutes. It's mm-hmm. fun. If you're an adult, it's, it's awesome. If you're a little kid, it's a phenomenal reintroduction and it, it makes the world its own, which I really appreciate. I, and I've seen a little bit of most of the new Ninja Turtle iterations with the exception of the newest cartoon. And I the, no, I haven't seen. Yeah, I just didn't like the animation style. I didn't like how big Raph was in comparison to the rest of them, and the fact that he was the leader and not Leonardo. I'm like, now I oh, appreciate that, that. I guess at the end of the show, Leonardo becomes the leader. It's like an origin story sort of thing. I don't know. Anyway, oh, right. um, weird. This this just felt so lived in, and I'm I hope I, I I'm happy to see that it's like stealthily doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it can do the, like, elemental route, in which, like, the weekend Elemental came out, it was purported as, like, oh, this is Pixar's worst opening in, like, ten years, it's gonna be a bomb, and then, like, a month and a half later, it's like, oh, you know what happened? We just kept Elemental in theaters, and people saw it. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this stays in theaters and doesn't go, like, immediately to um, streaming, like, stuff like Asteroid City obnoxiously did, even though it was doing yeah. so well in theaters. Like yeah, I yeah, yelled yeah. at a bu- I yelled at a buddy of mine because I they have a three year old and they went to go to the movies 
because uh, he's like getting into genre stuff a little bit, Marvel and superheroes and Super Mario. And I was like, oh, what'd you see? Assuming it was Ninja Turtles, was like Elemental. I'm like, bro, it's like August 10th. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like that movie is a zombie. It just yeah. won't. Fu- it's just still around. Weird. Yeah. They're playing it in Swedish here. Um, <laughs> I I think that this has the best car singing, uh, like the group car sing since uh, Saints Row the Third, um, for <laughs> sure. Um, and it also my going into this knowing like not not much about it and like I don't even think I saw a trailer for it really. I was worried or I didn't know what to expect really from Jackie Chan's portrayal of Splinter. And if it would be like more serious, like since he was uh, Mr. Miyagi in like the, the Karate Kid reboot yeah. or or what it would be like. And he is just hilarious in this movie. And, and I love like, but he's like so serious that it's funny. And it's and oh, it's it's just it's also a version of Splinter I have not seen before. Exactly. Yeah. And it was so fun that it was like fully lived in. And I not it's not a super, a super spoiler. But I also love like that one of the fight scenes that he has feels like it's a Jackie Chan fight. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, very environmental based. Yeah, it's just it's how interesting because. It? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alex. Oh no, I was gonna ask how is it doing versus the uh, the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was in theater, the the Michael Bay ones. Out of the oh, Shadows. Um, yeah. I, that movie tanked, but was actually kind of pretty all right. Yeah, the shadows are um, way better than the first one. Yeah, yeah it because it felt like a cartoon that just what yeah. that wasn't a cartoon. It yeah, had more like fun. Hanging out in like Madison Square Garden the whole time, right? Or yeah, watching uh, yeah, they're like watching a Knicks game in the rafters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But no, that uh, it's doing. I think it's 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 going to do better than that because that movie costs I think like one fifty, one eighty, and this one cost seventy million. And it's already made about 70, 75 domestic and then another, awesome. you know, 72. 30 international. This movie's going to probably top out around like 150 worldwide, which is a which is a break even. Like and I think the word of mouth on this movie is going to take it further. I think it's right to start making a new universe based on these movies because they've already greenlit a sequel and a, and a series to bridge the yes. gap between this movie and the next movie. And like, and Pete, you and I were talking like when it came out, th- this dropped on a Tuesday. Like this was a very early, early week release before, before Meg two came out and it was like, oh, well, you know, kids are out of school. Like, yeah, well, let's, let's just get people into seats to go and see this right now before like they want to go see like this PG 13. And that, and that was really, really smart. Like, why are we yeah. waiting for the weekend when we know people have their kids at home all freaking day, summer, some, some of the summer camps maybe maybe finished and stuff like that. Let's get the let's get something out there. And they I think they pivoted on that fairly late in it and its release plan. They were just like, fuck it, move it up three days. Yeah. And it worked. Such a good move. Yeah, such a good move. Such a good move. When I when I saw that it was out, I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's not done. <laughs> and it's not and it it like it's weird because when when two movies are like are like doing crazy crazy numbers it almost like rem- reminds people that like going to the movies is like fun yeah. so i i i do believe like barbenheimer may have killed other movies but if you weren't like those movies i think it helped you 
And yeah, exactly. I think Ninja Turtles was sort of helped by, oh, shit, like, we're all going to the movies again. This is cool. Yeah, it's weird that the, the word of mouth isn't doesn't seem to be helping that much, which is confusing because that's usually what's happening right now. Especially, as I said, when when there are two movies out that already people have people have already seen, but it also got people excited for theaters. Right. Got people going and it's not delivering here because we're still we just won't. We're st- still in the period in which like a movie's legacy, like people think that it needs to be defined in like less than 48 hours. Yeah. And, like, people were already talking about, like, yesterday I saw different stories about talking about how, like, The Last Voyage of the Demeter is a big flop. I was like, it's been out for, as I said, 48 hours. It's out already? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it came out on Friday. I'm going to see it. uh, Sweden. Yeah. So it's out. But, like, as I said, people are already making grand grand declarations about it. So, like, it's box office success or non-success is defined and becomes, like, the bad word of mouth for something. And yeah. You, yeah. it's so hard to say, no, go see this. It's so good because every single story is already about how it didn't perform, but not, not like, and, and we've almost like mixed up what that means. Yeah. And yeah. now granted, I, I could say that I would not have released that movie in August when you've got late September. Like, I just don't, know why that you wouldn't have dropped this movie late September, get a little Halloween uh, box office. Get like, get kids talking about it in school kind of thing. Yeah. Like, right. I just yeah. don't fucking get it. As soon as I saw what was happening with Barbenheimer, I would have pulled this shit and said, we're dropping, we're dropping this shit late September. Not fully October, because yeah. it's not the traditional Halloween play. But you know, a little earlier, what we, when we're as we're revving up to spooky season. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like do it in October as counter programming because every other horror movie I think is staying away because of Saw. Everyone's thinking that Saw X is going to be like the return of like Saw box office, which it's not oh, going to be. That movie's <laughs> gonna probably make fifty to sixty million, which is yeah. good considering it probably cost yeah. ten to twelve. But yeah, the the days of of I think we're past that kind of saw. This feels like a logical transition to talk about another horror movie. I don't want to steal your job, Tiggs, but take us there. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> Meg to the Trench. <laughs> Not the one I was thinking, but you know what? I, I, it technically works. We were talking about a movie on a boat with a monster, and this is a movie that's got multiple Megs that we see very little of for almost all of it. And it's, I like, super boring. Why is this movie this long and not has and is about you added more Megs and you took away their their screen time and their their that them mattering. I just and it wasn't when, funny. Like what the was am I, I mistaking it? I thought the first movie was like campy. The first movie was very campy. This movie starts it when when it <laughs> When it begins and they're on like that ship and like the one guy's hat flies away and he just goes, oh, no, my hat. And I was just like, oh, if this is the movie that we're in for, I'm into it. And then nothing <laughs> yeah. was goofy after that <laughs> again. And then they go to Fun Island, which does not seem fun at all. No one's really having fun on Fun Island. No. <laughs> and you're like, wait. And then like a giant octopus shows up again. And you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. They, so when there's multiple Megs. That means, in, to me, in my head, that means that Jason Statham is going to fight 
each meg in a different location in a different way. Sure. And he ends up fighting all three megs in the same place with the same weapon. He takes the, they make three of the exact same weapon and he goes, just give me all three of them. I'm going to go after those megs. And that's such a letdown. Like there's so much people fighting like hand to hand combat or gun. Oh yeah. That's just like, that's people are the real monster. Did you think that this is what this series is? We have a million of those. You're the only series with megs in it. I, I think they're like, but we, we had Jason Statham in the last one and we just didn't use him enough to fight people. So we got to do more of that. And it's like, that's the takeaway from your surprise hit, Meg. You don't yeah. think it has anything to do with the, those Megs? Yeah. You don't, you don't think it has anything to do with that? Because <laughs> I find that to be pretty surprising. And like, I'm sitting there thinking like, Fuck you, David Zaslav. Like, you're... <laughs> I know you're probably not directly responsible for this movie, but you sit there and make billions of dollars and you take original good shit off of your... off of HBO Max... Oh, off of Max, excuse me. You took HBO off of HBO Max. And <laughs> you yep. you drop... You allow shit like this to happen. Meg 2 should have been great. Yeah. It should have been I, the I was, one where we were like, wow, it was surprisingly better than the first one. And I sat right. there like in a thankful. Thankfully, it was an empty theater because I was like just basically fucking around on my phone to see, like, is there anything? What are people saying about this movie? Am I missing something? I'm not. I was literally reading reviews while I was watching it. And people it, do not like it. Because there's nothing. It's boring as hell. And it's long for it to be this boring. Really long. Yeah. It, it's much I don't know what, I don't know why, like, honestly, like, it was, it, yeah, you're right. It, it just seems so, so obvious. I am happy. I, were, I was talking with people before that it didn't go like, like, I would rather it be boring than it go Piranha 3 Double D and just be like, so over the top, horribly grotesque and just like unfunny, it, trying to be so funny that it's not yeah. funny. Sure. Um, so it's the better of two evils, I guess. The lesser of yeah. two evils. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I was kind of co- comparing it to those movies. So I remember enjoying Piranha 3D and then, hating, great. Great and then hating the second one. Yeah, awful uh, movie. Terrible and movie. This is, this is like, I don't hate this movie. I'm just more indifferent to it. Yeah. There's uh, no reason to rewatch this. Like, there's really nothing there. No. Uh and yeah, it, it, it's doing oddly well enough internationally that it will still be considered a success. But I think American audiences have said no. Yeah, but I, this isn't going to work again. I think it was promised to be a, a bigger, sillier Meg. Right. And because it's not, I don't think anyone's going to fall for that marketing again. How many yeah. books are there in the Meg series? I think more than you would guess. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute. There's books? Yeah, yes. it's based on a book series. Yeah. I mean, like uh, fucking Jaws. Is Jaws. Based on, or The Beast. Peter Benchley's Jaws and The Beast. Oh, The Beast. <laughs> Great TV movie. Um, 
All right. Well, let's not spend too much time on Meg to the trench. It's just was there even a trench? Yeah, there was a trench for a brief period, like for a few no, months. for too <laughs> long. That's the beginning. Like, remember they go under and then they walk it around and then it's uh oh, I'm actually the bad guy, even though you already know they're actually the bad guys. Like they're and, obviously the bad guys. It's like oh, they're doing all these shots of like who who could have who could have uh, sabotaged the sub and it points over at like at the the at the one woman on screen giving like a really weird look of like oh, I hope they don't catch me, and then she's literally on a Skype call like two minutes later being just like so I did this. You're like all right, well wh- yeah. Why? There are there are eight Meg books. The, oh my gosh. The, Jesus Christ. So the the book Meg Two is called The Trench. So there's that. Oh, so we are um, going in order. Yeah. So so um, yeah. Thankfully. So they think of okay. Next one is called Primal Waters. After that, um, Hell's Aquarium, which is fucking hysterical. All right. Can we just jump to that one? Because <laughs> we know I, Meg, I, we know Meg three weird. would just be like, there's gonna be even more shit, like the octopus, the this, the that, uh, yeah. a, a a swimming woolly mammoth. I don't need that. Just give me that fourth movie. So when book five comes around and the author's running out of ideas, what do you think book five's called? Meg the beginning. Close. Meg oh, origins. Meg origins. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> And then two books from now also go, I may be doing the Star Trek route. It's Meg Generations. <laughs> oh, no. oh, fuck yeah. And all then, right. I might then, read all the Megs. <laughs> Meg 6, Wrath of Khan is after that. Or, or the Megpire Strikes Back. Like, that would be, that's the next one. Um, there is one, like, brief two-minute sequence in this movie that I thought was actually really funny. Um, where DJ and Mac are, like, stuck in that closet and DJ's like, here's the plan. We're going to do all this. Like, he lays out exactly who they're about to beat up and how they're going to get out of there and, like, what they're going to do and run away. And then they do exactly that and get out of there and run away. Where it's like, you know what? In a lesser movie, they would have gotten, you know, this plan wouldn't have worked out. And well, <laughs> it would have just run told- into the um, the pepper spray a little too early was the only wrinkle. Oh, that's true, Yeah. <laughs> DJ, I, I did find to be the only character on screen that I was just like, this guy's kind of fun. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. Well, he actually oh, got right. some character development. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, all, all off the only screen one. character development. All off-screen character development, yep. But, um, off, but development nonetheless. As opposed to everyone else who had nothing. Literally right. nothing. <laughs> uh, where to next? All right. all right, let's go to talk to me now. Oh, uh, good. It's it's good. it's it's tough now. Like being inundated by like grief horror, it's tough mm. when one is good because you're still like you you succeeded, but I don't I don't really want to keep seeing things succeed in this way because there's a million failures around it. Mm-hmm. Well, you you can see this one. Well, this is uh, not obviously. I I assume that after this, they're going to look at a bunch of other YouTube people and be like, who else can make a horror movie? And give them some money to make a horror movie, and then we're just going to get a glut of really, really bad horror movies. Well, they already greenlit Talk to Me. (laughs) Oh. They did, like, last week, so we're getting that real soon. And apparently, kind of like in a um, Pearl X situation, I think they filmed, like, a longer version of the opening. So they have a short film version of, of a prelude of, like, the last people to have the hand. Okay. I like, I like, it, that, go ahead. 
like what about the ending with the new people that get the hands yeah. is that is that the first is that the prequel and then the sequel yeah uh so it's the talk to me origins <laughs> talk to me generations oh yeah talk to me hell's aquarium <laughs> if they okay yeah, yeah. I, I actually looked at the Meg. title of this movie i'm like they've got it down like talk to me then it'll be talk to me with the e is a three then it'll be yeah. talk to me with the A and talk is the four. I'm like, they're they're good for at least <laughs> four movies yeah, before they, they have to throw some semicolons in there or some colons. Yep. They're good. Talk to I, me. I like the the Keep talking. The look who's talking to me now. Yep. <laughs> the sort of like teen folklore um story that kind of comes with his hand. I like that it has signatures all over it. I think it's a really good design. Yep. Um yep. And I like when a movie builds that in a kind of new, refreshing way that it it doesn't feel like some like old book they found in a basement. It feels like a it truly feels like a cursed TikTok challenge. Yeah. Yes, it, it's genuinely creepy. Um, yeah. Everything about it, like the 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 moments where there is some intense gore, it is some intense gore. <laughs> I I had a really hard time looking. During, I had to look away. Uh, I could smash my face up. Scene. Yes, it yeah. was very visceral and real. But yeah, I do think that what make what sets this movie apart from a lot of other movies in like less capable hands is that I believed that this thing would travel around and yeah. would make its way from place to place, and that kids would want to do this. Normally, when it's like kids doing something that's just gonna get them killed i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you this is like there's no there's no plus to this there's but this captures like that stupidity and invincibility of youth in that like well we know as long as we do it like this it'll be fine like we know how to do it safely which no you don't yeah I mean, right you, exactly. you don't understand the stuff behind this yeah that before things go wrong like the 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 sort of small group hand party they have looks fun yeah yeah, look like they have a good time, um, you know, until they stop. But <laughs> yeah, until right, then, but that, but I mean, that's just drugs, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The trick it's is all, it's stop, not until it's not. stop right before that. <laughs> but yeah, I I thought this was like really. It's not exactly scary. No. Yeah. Uh, it's like, but it, I, I think that's kind of A24's wheelhouse. They're like, hey, we're going to make a horror movie that's not really scary. It's weird. Like, You'll be uncomfortable. Weird. The parts that would be filled with, like, scares are just engaging. They're yeah, interesting yeah. to watch, and it's it's not just all building up to a jump scare that does or does not work. It's in it, But it's also not, like, doing its best to slow down and just build pure suspense. It's just, it looks interesting while these things are happening yes. it looks engaging i it, it's it's done really well in that way that respect yes i was I wildly just, uncomfortable i don't know how you we joked about it i just don't know how you sequelize it because like either either you just do this again with new people which you know could maybe works but might be a little tedious or you have to deepen the lore of it which might get very annoying so i i feel like they're gonna go like they don't explain a lot about they explain enough about the hand to yeah. get you to watch the movie. 
So I do think they're going to go they're going to go into lore, which is annoying because, you know, they don't have any of that shit in mind, but they have to they have to do it now. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to go the lore route. I did really like the like weird gl- possible real or possible just a trick for her, like glimpses of that kid being tortured. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that was, was a very yeah. new and different way of showing like a possible version of hell or purgatory. Or whatever you want to call where he's yeah. stuck or limbo, whatever. But that was neat. Oh, but yeah, I uh, I also I just I really question as an older sibling just letting your younger sibling even be there. Yeah, like <laughs> what are you doing? It, yeah, I mean that that's ridiculous. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Like that 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 brother had no point, no place being there. Because to me, not, it's like. like Mom says, it, yeah, yeah would, I had to bring you. would you be would you like get effed up on ayahuasca like in front of your little sibling <laughs> probably not you probably wouldn't do that you're gonna do it just not around them the, to me this is like the same idea I'm like what is wrong with you people why do you why would you let these kids be here but you know whatever <laughs> but they're teenagers and teenagers are dumb as fuck yeah exactly even the ones that think they're smart <laughs> uh Speaking of smart people. Oh, oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to suggest going to. Oh, okay. A bit. <laughs> I now I feel like I need to have a bit, but I feel like I've already committed to talking about Oppenheimer. So let's just talk about Oppenheimer. Well, cheese takes don't bomb it. Ooh, nailed it. Too soon. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Tell me about this. I hear this is. All about just the bomb, making the bomb, watching the bomb explode for three hours long. And that's why making it needs to be bomb, in 70 millimeter IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> that is what it is, is about. Uh, yeah. I, when I saw it a second time, I clicked way more into the grander story that it was telling with the Robert Downey Jr. plot line and the, uh, the, the way they were telling it through the uh, – not interrogate the 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 sort the of deposition, yeah. deposition. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It clicked way more for me in that respect. Um, because the first time I saw it, it was just like, hey, that's a really good movie that I'm sure might even be a great movie, but it's not five stars for me. And I and I like I I wanted to see it again because I wanted to figure out like what why are people loving this. In a way what, that right. what's really funny is like I had a similar experience, but I had it wow, like during the one and only showing of it. I was like, this is fine. But then I started locking in more on uh, RDJ's performance. And then I was like, if this movie is from his perspective and point of view and we're watching him tell all of the story, uh, I'm significantly more interested in it when it's framed from his perspective. Then when I'm just watching a linear uh, story about a great man doing something. Yeah, because yeah, I think there's moments in the beginning when there's like, you know, whisperings about particles in the universe. And it like you see like solar flares and all those stuff, like where you're like, all right, I guess I kind of see what I'm in for. <laughs> um, but, but I think that it, 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 it comes together and becomes a lot more. I think once the actual narrative and like mystery type thing gets going, uh, it just becomes a lot more interesting. Yes. Yeah. It takes a little while to get going. 
Okay. Yeah, and it's just like I've, performances are incredible. Movie. It's incredible. Blah 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 blah. What? It's a long movie, right? Yes. Like you only feel it because after the bomb goes off and it be, and it really starts to spend more time in the depositions that you it's it drags a little bit, but that's when that that's when if you're clicking into it the movie gets really interesting. So okay. you might feel, you might feel the length, but I I think up until the bomb going off, it's that the movie is sailing at such a speed. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's. it's do, are no, there things be. like in this that you would end up like being like, well, this was, you know, extraneous. I, the, these are the things that I would cut. Like here, here's 10 minutes from this movie that is like unnecessary. Or was it like, no, this is three hours. It's all like, I don't know what I would. I think it's too long, but I don't know what I would cut. You know, type of thing. I don't think I needed to see Florence yeah. Pugh naked for. And I, and I know this is a crazy thing I'm saying. But like, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that I that that is necessary to the plot for the amount of time it takes up. Okay. But I guess I don't know. I don't know it was weird. It's also Chris Nolan having sex in one of his movies, and that just made me feel weird because uh, I never, I feel yeah, like he does not before. have sex. I feel like he doesn't have sex. He just like I don't know listens I mean, to uh, a clock. Yeah, like all of his characters <laughs> are pretty sexless, sexless that he's ever had in everything. Yeah, totally. You can uh, maybe take away the first, like the trip to Los, the trip to Los Alamos that he takes with his brother and Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. that I don't. I think it, it deepens a little bit of Killian. I'm sorry. Well, not uh, Oppenheimer's like connection to um, New Mexico and stuff. But I think you can get everything about that scene, like the fact that he's weary about talking about politics around someone like Josh Hartnett and also, but he's also very weary about his brother um's connection to communism and things like that, that I don't, but I think you do, you learn enough about that stuff later or during that and around so, that. Maybe so, that que so question for someone who's seen it twice, because one of the things I've walked away with the one time I saw it was, I think Emily Blunt was one or two scenes is one or two scenes away from not getting an Oscar. Uh, for supporting i feel like there was uh, there was she did as much as she could with what she got and i don't i think she was missing one or two scenes to just put her over the top i feel like she's gonna lose she th the oscar should have been hers to lose and i think just by not having her in this enough that's my take right now but i'm wondering if, it, yes. if I, I would feel that way on second viewing it's tough because like her 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 deposition is incredible. Yeah, like that that one scene towards the end of her like kind of going off on the guys. Awesome. Yeah, and and she gets a couple like while talking about like getting ready for like she's really really good at that those points. She's it, the problem is as you said like during the beginning when like they're kind of falling in love or even when she's having trouble with alcoholism, they're just so quick. They're they're relying on your knowledge of how movies work to know yes. what's going on. But I think she's got a plenty. She's got plenty of time in the back half. That you know, like we there's there's certainly been smaller amounts of screen time that have garnered that uh, that level of attention. Okay. No, I, I I'm I'm sure she will get a nomination. I just feel like there's going to be a meteor. Someone's going to have a meteor roll and win when yeah. this was like the perfect role to win an oscar yeah for how good she is it's one of those things like 
you would think while making the movie, you'd be like, oh, wait, Emily's kind of killing this. We we got to find another. Right. Right. But Nolan had it all locked in. And and those depositions are a lot of them are not written. They're just reading the transcript. Um, So I don't know. Maybe a different director would have found more things for her to do because she was so locked in. Okay. But yeah, I think this I think this is walking away uh, with a lot of technical categories. It'll yeah. get a best picture. Right. It'll get a best actor, best supporting, uh, two best supporting. So I think RDJ is a lock for supporting. Sound, um, yeah, all all that stuff. It wins a lot of that because just because they also invented the black and white IMAX photography. <laughs> so yeah, that's impressive. To be fair, yeah, that's a technical achievement. So going yeah. to me. And- talking about earlier why does this this movie doesn't need to be an imax no it really doesn't it's just don't get me wrong it's gorgeous it's really well shot it's really it it looks good but i don't it's almost it's surprising it's almost because nolan is an imax guy this movie has to be the imax movie but that's what i assume and it it got that exclusive imax deal to the degree that tom cruise is pissed because it took uh it took reckoning out of out of imax theaters until i I think like this week i think dead reckoning needed to move away the second someone online said the word barbenheimer dead reckoning needed to see that and be like let's get the fuck away from this yeah yeah because, like, it, Dead Reckoning didn't open any worse than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, other than Top Gun, has never been, like, a giant opening. But his movies play for and months. Legs. Legs and, and legs and legs. And dads legs. continue yeah. to go see them. And yep. with, when this rolled around, it just didn't happen. No, I, I feel like... And that's it, also it, one problem, yeah. too. But Yeah, I, and I can't problem? remember what came... Oh, yeah, the weekend of uh, uh two movies that are... Uh, the Insidious and, and Joyride, like, my thing was, was like, why didn't you come out that weekend? Like, you could have bumped up a week. You wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have hurt any movie that was already there. So yeah, you could have right. moved up a week, got a whole extra week. And I'm, I'm telling you, you probably lost about 50 to $60 million just in no one staying. Saw either no. of those, really. No, Joyride, I'm not sure what the them. Joyride box office was, and no one went and saw it. I mean, they, they were both on VOD within three weeks. Right. And, like, you could have bumped up there and gotten significantly more money and stayed the fuck away from this shit. Because, yeah, cause once I heard once I heard Barbenheimer and I started hearing people who I don't know, who I know don't really see movies <laughs> like that talk about going to the movies i was like oh shit now i didn't expect it to be i expected it to honestly do about both of these movies to make about half of what they made oh yeah i expected them to do well like like i'm saying i expected barbie to make a half of a billion dollars i did and i expected oppenheimer to be like in the two to three hundred million dollar range which for a movie that's going to get a ton of oscar love and a re-release of the holidays it's like that's going to be great yeah, but yep. these movies did stupid good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, who is your best supporting actor choice for this movie? It's definitely going to get a nomination. Who would you give it to? Uh, I mean, I, I think Emily Blunt would. Uh, but I guess for action, I mean, yeah. The thing is, there's so many people in this 
that are just kind of in the background. Yeah. Um, who are great. Who, yeah. who played um uh Einstein in this? And does he have like a major role or is it like two Tom, scenes and gone? Tom Conti. Two scenes. Yeah, Tom okay. Conti. Yeah. He's yeah. in yeah, he's in well, he's in two scenes, one of which plays like at three different times from different <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just you kind of like see on repeat like one yeah. thing of just him walking. <laughs> which is, is that more seen in the trailer? But honestly, it <laughs> Yeah, actually. Okay. You see his hat blow off like four times. Ooh, from the Meg 2? That hat? Yeah. Uh, it's very Dunkirky in that respect. So does it just default to Damon, probably? I don't know. I think... Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I'd rather like give it to R- RDJ than Damon. I think RDJ... Oh. I think they're going to reward him for being, like, a guy who made movies make a fuckload of money and is now in a real one. Yeah. In their eyes. Right. Yeah. Because Damon uh, won for The Martian, didn't he? He no. was nominated. No. I don't he think he was. Okay. Okay. But I, I feel like Robert Downey Jr., there that there's a better story there. So and I think it, it's him. And there's actually like some depth to the his story and the and where it kind of goes. Like Yeah. You I loved his recontest- Yeah, me too. And I think the fact that like the way you recontextualize everything by the end is 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 cool. It's uh, it works well with the kind of mystery of it. Yeah, okay. uh, Matt Damon lost because that was the Leonardo DiCaprio Revenant year. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, that makes Oof. Sense. that's a not exactly Dumb a banner year all around. And yeah, Josh uh, Harnett, did he win for Lucky Number Eleven, or was he just like heavy nom for that? Dude, uh, so, uh, great so much to see Josh Hartnett. So He's great to great. see Josh Hartnett. As a, as a, like, he went from being like a friggin' 20 year old heartthrob to like a 40 year old heartthrob. Yeah, he's still he's adorable. Dead. Is he in Black Mirror? Is that right? Yes, he's in the newest season, but I stopped watching. Okay. That I think yeah, he, yeah. he makes, you know, some, some actors who pop early like he did have to make that choice of like, at a certain point, people are not going to. Um, cast me as teens anymore, or even, and there's no such thing as an early 20s character. No. So I, I'm too young to play a dad. So I have to go away for a little while. And if my looks stick around, I will be a 30 something, 40 something who's being casted as younger. Yeah. And I think he showed up, he smiled, and everyone said, that's a good looking man who can still act. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going to have some offers. Um, which should all obviously go to David Krumholtz because he was real good. <laughs> Oh, he was actually. He was. was. I forgot he was even in it. Because <laughs> everybody is in it. Oh. Well, it's it's one of those things that I think it it works as like, you you have to cast known actors for a movie that moves at the pace that it does. So when like a scientist shows up again twenty thirty five minutes from now, you know who they are. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. At least because you know, um, oh, that's you know, oh, that's the kid from Sky High. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um all right, let's uh, let, let's keep this train rolling and let's go let's let's knock out a couple of these uh, uh single uh, yeah, singles here. Run-offs so tell us lots. about tell us about a little theater camp. That was theater camp. Did you uh, go to theater camp? Is that why you put this on here? Is that what you did this summer? Yeah, I, I spent a week at theater camp, I, I, but Ooh. I wanted to talk about it because honestly, it was like a movie for me. Um, 
Theater Camp is a mockumentary that luckily does what I really it's been forever since you see a a, a mockumentary that doesn't have talking heads. Oh, so the burns not in it? Yep. No. <laughs> so it's just it's just a film crew watching this happen. So it's it doesn't have that like eye rolling um jokes jokes from editing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 jokes come from the performances in the moment and they're all fantastic. Um Ben Platt, let me finish. Um is very good. Um, surprisingly, okay. Molly Gordon uh, co-directed it and stars in it. Uh, she is probably best known now for season two of The Bear. I she don't like her on that show. <laughs> oh, I love The Bear. Uh, she plays Car- Wait, Carney's is, love interest. She doesn't she deserve him. On the bear? No, oh, that's uh, Chris no. Elliott's daughter. No, oh, she God. she's the love interest, the girl from his past that he meets up yeah. with again. Oh, okay. nobody likes. There's too much yelling yeah. on that show. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling on that show, but it's really good. Of it. Except uh, for her. And, you know, uh, Jimmy Tatro, who popped from American Vandal and continues to kind of play that character, but he's so good at it that I don't care. How Just, old like, is he now? I don't know, but he's so I find him so goddamn funny. Um, all the kids are used to the perfect amount. The children in this theater camp are so funny, so they feel so real. No one gives a bad performance, but they're also like not asking the world of these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super fun. I highly suggest it. I had such a good time at this movie. Okay, cool. Um, Gran Turismo was supposed to be out this last weekend, and they pushed it uh, two weeks. But there were some sneak preview screenings for whatever reason, um, and I caught one, and it is. Good. Like, way better than you'd expect a, gra- a movie called Gran Turismo to be. <laughs> and maybe that's it. Maybe it's, like, the, just, like, the lowered expectations of, like, am I really about to go see this movie? Like, it opens up with Sony, and you, like, see Nathan Drake, and, like, and, oh. and you're just like, oh, God, I'm about to get into this. And then it, like, spends, like, five minutes, like, talking about the video game Gran Turismo and how they make it. And you're just like, oh, man, what am I getting into? Oh, um, And then it, like, and it's just, like, you know, a kid who's just, like, oh, dropped out of college. All he does all day is play Gran Turismo, and his dad is just, like, you really need to get out of the house. And he's just, like, I love this, Dad. This is what I like to do. (laughs) And you're just, like, come on. What am I watching here? Um, And then he wins a contest, and the driving actually starts. And it's really, really well done. And, um, like, once it really gets into it, there, uh, I think that David Harbour gives – the best performance that he could probably give um, in a movie like this. That's high praise. Um, There's a couple of weird things that I I don't think really happen in car racing. And I don't watch car racing. I don't know. But um, when cars are going like 300 miles an hour, do people like start slamming on like the steering wheel because they missed a turn? Because I feel like that's a very easy way to just lose control of the car and like crash immediately. But they, yeah, but they do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like if you're going that fast, you don't take your eyes off the road or your hands off the steering wheel until you come to a complete stop. Um, so, you okay. know, there's stuff like that. And uh, but but otherwise, I, I I do really think the racing scenes are, are done really well. I think that there's a really uh, funny bit at one point with David Harbour where um, uh, what's a Legolas is, uh, you know, kind of like trying to put this whole thing together as like, uh, oh, we're doing a publicity stunt. You got to get into this helicopter 
and uh, we're going to take pictures of it. We're going to show it off. And, you know, you're going to be yelling at the kids about like what they're doing and how they should be doing. And David Harbour's like, that is the stupidest idea. Why would I get in a helicopter to tell people and to like show them, like tell them how, how they're racing? Of course, he gets into the helicopter. But it's like this real, real moment of like, well, there's a professional who's just like, no, the thing you're telling me to do, Mr. Publicity Man, is dumb. Um, uh, I, I was on, that. Uh, I accidentally had myself muted a little while ago. Um, and I had a, a couple of really good jokes and, um, it's, I'm kind of bummed well, about just, it. Just tell me, do you, what, what did I say about, uh, about Gran Turismo so that I could well, go back to it and you could just give them now. No, it's, one was about crazy taxi. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. There's yeah. Classic. Yeah. They that's go to Tower Records and Pizza Hut. Yeah. I had a good laugh. And that's I don't, have a, I don't have a joke as much as I have a, a question bit, which is yep. of the video games that you could do a based on a true story and then turn it into a movie uh, because the person actually starts doing that job. What movie would you want? What video game would you want to see turned into a movie? Because I have my answer and I've had it for years. With a like a like a fake story. If there was a person that did a video game so well, they got that job. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Other than Burger Time? God, I was about to say Burger Time. <laughs> Holy crap. See, mine is straight up Dr. Cap Mario. Ooh. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I would yeah, love to be good. so good at Dr. Mario that someone lets me go to medical school. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious to me. I guess like that Katamari Damacy, like I'm really good <laughs> at picking up trash and cut. So there's like, you can just go rolling around the earth and doing this. Like, All right, <laughs> cool. Oh, I, Hitman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Bully. Any Rockstar game, really. Any Rockstar yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Basically any. I mean, those are basically that. I mean, it is. Yeah. This is. Uh, Catherine. <laughs> I was actually oh, going to say Catherine. <laughs> oh my God! No, this is too many, too maybe, too many butt monsters. Um, oh yeah. Oof. What weird playing that game. Anyway. Yeah, that's a weird. I mean, weird we're topic. just talking about pixels, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're oh, talking. Yeah. I mean, we're also talking about like the the wizard at some point as well. You know, it's it's just fine. Um, they clone Tyrone. Who saw it? I know I saw it, and I really liked it. I thought it was very well done. I didn't see it. I did as well. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's especially with all of like Jamie Foxx's health concerns. It's it's really nice yeah. watching a very fun big Jamie Foxx performance. He does fantastic in this movie. Yeah, he he knocks it out of the park. Um, I thought that like I, I thought that all the cloning stuff in the side like I thought it was it was fun. It was it was well done. Um, uh. It's on Netflix. Like, why not watch it? It's two hours yeah. and, and it, it flies by. Like, I yeah. think it, of all of like the Netflix movies that are coming out, like Hidden Strike looking at you. Um, it's it is the best one that has come out in a long time. Yeah. Except it's a movie maybe that the one does we're that, about uh, to talk about. That does a move that I like in which like an hour in you. It almost feels like it's wrapping up because like they kind of discover the mystery, but instead they're like challenged to live with it instead for a little while. Yeah. And then go and then kind of realize like, I like it. It makes the two hours not feel that long, but and it, and it kind of strings it, it. It allows like the mystery to deepen with also like the moral question 
to deepen of what the point of this is. I think it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a fun watch. It's funny. It's well done. Um, but there's a better Netflix movie. There is a better Netflix movie. Um, I'm just gonna say pneumonia because that's how I yeah, that's how I like to say it. No matter <laughs> what, that is how it is said in my head. No matter how it is. Nimona. Moana. Moana. Ponya. Ponya. <laughs> Shin Common uh, Rider. Yeah, um, Nimona made a sort of trans allegory kids movie and like somehow don't have everyone in the world yelling about it. Well, yeah, because Disney didn't release it. Like if yeah. I, I feel like this movie it actually was served well by it not being released uh, under 20th Century Fox that originally had the rights until Disney bought Fox and dropped it. Oh, yeah, I feel they, like, like they would have sanded off all of the edges all of them. And th- th- this movie's not edgy. But no. for Disney, it is. And Disney yeah. loves to do that thing of we are we are having an openly queer character, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone gets pissed off and then the movie doesn't do well because the movie maybe wasn't good. And people use that as the reason to say it was bad and don't go woke. They, this movie would have never survived that. Instead, it gets released on Netflix as is, the way it was intended to be. And it's just delightful and good. And yeah. no one's saying a fucking thing. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, because it kind of like... It was up on like the Netflix, like, Netflix recommends for like a, a week. And then it kind of just went into like, maybe you would like. Um, it, 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 it dropped from like the front page of Netflix pretty quickly i want to say um for no real reason because it's a fantastic movie um and it is a joy to watch um, honestly wouldn't know because the first and last time i've been on netflix in a month was to watch this movie i just don't use netflix really anymore yeah i booted up netflix for nimona <laughs> they clone tyrone and hidden strike twice but besides <laughs> that i didn't have <laughs> Netflix, because Rush Hour is not on there anymore. It's on HBO Max, so now I got to, or just Max, so just Max. Max. Just I hate that. I hate that so much. Thanks, David. So much. Oh, Uh, I like the I like the animation style. Um, I I like the 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 kid. I think it's uh, everything about it is is well done. I think that the the main what's the main character or the the guy the like the the knight. What's his name? Something the something. Yeah, something that's I think that he gives an okay voice performance. Like it's definitely subdued, but I assume that it's supposed to be because of how big uh, Nimona is throughout the entire thing. Um, and Ballister Boltevart is his name. Oof, Ballister the Boltevart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, see it because it's worth I it. Think, I think Beck Bennett needs to continue to. Oh yeah. Beck Bennett has found his lane as being a doofy voiceover actor um, from like doing launch. It's he's just doing Launchpad from DuckTales. He's doing um, uh, oh, it, was, it was like Mitchell's versus Machines. He was a big doof. What no one does more irrational confidence voice yeah. than, than Beck Bennett. And it's it's really, really delightful. That's good. What if they had like a Sega bass fishing competition to see who the best bass fisher was, and then they gave them a big bass fishing license? Yeah. I'd be super <laughs> into that. Uh, um, all right, short ride. 
<laughs> Dance Dance uh, Revolution. Done. Yeah. Joyride. Super fun. Uh, as as we keep talking about, like, keep making R-rated comedies. Put comedies in theaters. Yeah. Um, like uh, no, uh, no Hard Feelings, which we talked about last episode. This was yep. way. This was definitely way raunchier. This is very much um, yes. <laughs> in the vein of like a girls' trip. It is. It is basically girls' trip. Um, um, oh, I like that movie. I really like uh, Sherry Cola, someone who I've never heard of until this movie. Um, she was also in Shortcomings, a Randall Park-directed film that I watched as well that isn't that great. Oh. But, but oh. I really enjoy her. She was the one of the two main friends, the one that um, is the artist. Oh, she was really good. Uh, yeah. I actually thought all the all the friends were uh, were really good. Um, I thought Deadeye was was great, like really funny, um, like the entire time as like the least raunchy of all of the friends and just kind of like the big nerdy like TikTok like and um, K-pop like loving friend like that. Was, I thought that that was a fantastic, weird performance um, yeah. from her. Um, it it sadly does the like let's get really serious and make it more emotional thing towards the end which i think still works but it's just like like let a comedy be a comedy all the way through kind of thing um baron davis the, the reveal the that they had i was i thought it was like oh this is actually a good reveal because it's kind of playing on the viewer's racism in a lot of ways <laughs> um and i and i thought that that was really well done um i, I thought that ashley park was really good in it um uh, Academy Award nominee Stephanie Hsu. Who directed this? Adele. This is what, so she is one of the co-writers of Crazy Rich Asians, and then like the weird okay. thing. So that movie blew up, and she and she was a writer on uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. So Ooh. then Crazy Rich Asians was going to get a sequel, and they for some reason offered the other writer who I believe is a white male, like a ton more money okay. than. Her. Okay. Like a ton. Okay. More and, and said, she was like, fuck y'all. I'm going to go. And then she got to write and direct Joyride instead. Nice. Okay. So I hope it worked out. Cause as I said, this movie was really fun. Um, I definitely, definitely watch it whenever it, I don't, it's don't think it's streaming yet. It might still it's actually not, theaters, but it is streaming. It, it might be like, voodoo, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those like yeah you can you can rent it on oh, like twenty dollars yeah yeah exactly yeah like one of those still in theaters rentals yeah um, but it's very fun yeah it, it's very fun it's good um, before we pivot can I just say okay. I just was looking up uh, Ninja Turtles gross as of right now and as of did right now, any live. of you, did any of you know that in 2023 alone up to this point the Ninja Turtles brand has earned one billion dollars in global retail sales this year alone jesus Yo, wait what this year a billion dollars in retail sales that's toys that's merchandise that's all of it well as we talked about they this they, movie is a fucking hit <laughs> they do the really smart thing in which they just reboot it every couple of years um as i've probably yeah. ranted about this podcast before it's just it's a it's know. a smart move it's just a thing of like yo oh, oh never okay <laughs> <laughs> I won't it's do just it. it's just weird because like Paramount, they, Nickelodeon bought Ninja Turtles in like 08 and they've made eight billion dollars in global retail sales before 2023. 
And then in 2023 alone, the year they drop a movie that people seem to like, it they make a billion dollars and the year's not done. No, yeah, there's still a long way to go. So the tour is there like, still a Turtles like t- TV show on uh, no. like, besides the one that's coming out of this? No, no, no just the there isn't coming one. Just, yeah, okay. just I, this I, movie. Rise of the Ninja Turtles ended like two-ish years ago, and they had their own little like. Team. They had like a movie send-off. Yeah. But yeah, this movie made up this property. This iteration of the property has already generated one billion dollars. Insane. Oh. God, is 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 that is like the Eastman book still going? Yeah. Eastman and Laird book? Is it really? I don't know if they're writing them, but IDW is pumping out Ninja Turtles books. Well, uh, and Last Ronin is getting a video game. Video game. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Okay. Like a God of War style game. New God of War. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's just uh, TMNTMM merch corner. <laughs> Um, I kind of want to get some turtle merch now. Um, all right, let's talk about. Oh, there's two here. Let's end it with Barbie. So let's start by talking about Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Good God, long title. Yeah, long a, a surprise non-hit. Long really, movie. I mean, making a good amount of money, but not nearly as much as they kind of need or want. Especially looking, they were ahead expecting to- Top Gun. Yeah. 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 Especially this isn't it's just not the amount of money you want when you already have another one made ready to come out soon. Yeah. Or is it is it a, it's not because they were supposed to film them back to back or at the same time. But then they had to not do that because of like COVID, I think. Yeah, this, this had a ton of COVID issues while filming. And I think they they've been filming it at the very least. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. No, because it, it's still set to come out next year, I think. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen, but. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they need to leave some time in between them a little bit more now. So the kind of the yes, is this one didn't go. But this movie's still super fun. It's still a good mission. I, movie. I saw this. So again, saw this in 4DX. The only way to see a movie like this. <laughs> um, but I also saw it with my niece and nephew, and like my 11 year old niece was like, okay, who's not really uh like into action movies that much except for although i will say proudest moment of being an uncle is when we were on the way to the theater uh my sister was like so you know he has stars tom cruise you know him he does all of his own stunts and my niece says oh you mean like jackie chan and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh i'm so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I got her to watch Rush Hour not that long ago, and she loved it. And then she watched all three of them on the plane to New York. It was great. Anyway, um, I was like, no, it's it's a really fun movie. It's going to be funny. And then the first 20 minutes of this movie, she looks at me at one point. She's like, I thought you said this was going to be funny. And I was like, just you got to wait for it. You got to wait for it. They're like Simon Pegg's going to come and Ving Rhames are going to come and then it's going to get fun. But you got to wait for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the opening of this movie, this is a... I mean, yeah, it's it, they do they do the whole the whole sub sequence and then follow that up with the very quiet. Talk um, about a cold um, open like Tom Cruise's mission. It's so yeah. subdued, which is a bit of a miscalculation just because of its length. But I get like you have a lot of stuff coming up because the car chase rules um, and up all the, the train is very good. 
the, the train stuff is also really good. Um, the motorcycle, I mean, we all knew exactly what the motorcycle stunt was going to be, but you knew once you got on that motorcycle, just like, man, I can't wait for him to get to the top of that mountain. <laughs> yeah. And then his entrance into the train rules too. Yep. Oh, that was yeah. so good. That was, that was a properly hilarious and well done. Um, yeah. I really, really, I mean, I, I haven't watched it again yet. And I'm, and I assume that the next time I watch it, I'm going to be like, okay, this is just way too long. Um, but coming out of that movie, I was I was pumped for it, even with the length of, that, that it was, knowing that it felt like it was too long, but like didn't care, like loved like all of it and thought it worked really well from like the cold open to the ending. Um, I think that on the next time I watch it, which I will do once it's available, um, I'm going to be like, OK, you could you could cut like 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. easily. I, I saw it a second time, um, but I got pretty high and i mostly just danced danced in my own seat to the theme song constantly uh, <laughs> but don't that's, a very, that's a long dance this is a long movie oh it's most of the movie <laughs> um so the only thing i the only thing i found long the second time around was the opening <laughs> um i i, and I think I could, I could definitely see that because again like that opening like from the sub to like the first mission like that's a good yeah. 30 minutes like to like almost 30 minutes before even the title card hits yeah. And like Oof. you cut all of that out, it's not overly necessary, you know. Like it, it, you could go, you could go straight from the title card in, and it would be fine. Yeah, That's the thing. That like a, a Mission Impossible movie is is at its best at like two fifteen. I feel yeah. like you got to go a little over two hours just to, because you know you got there's a there's a lot more exposition because these movies there's are good. like tried they try to be smart and that's fine. There's at least uh, four twists. Right. <laughs> so you have to you have to account. You got to add 15 minutes for twist time. Yep. Uh, but this by the end of it, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, even the train. I was like, I'm ready to go. I need to get out of this theater. I, I saw it a little too late mm. uh, in the day. So I was like, I'm exhausted and I, I need to get the fuck out of this theater. I like this. I would have rather watch. This is so long. I'd rather watch it at home. Yeah. So we like we went to the very first. It was like ten o'clock in the morning. So it was like woke up, had breakfast, went to the movies, like full of energy, ready to take on the day, and then came back. We're just like, oof, this is. We should just like hang out for a little while now. I was exhausted after that. <laughs> like, I wish I gave this the Babylon treatment where at, during the holidays, the Palisades Theater by me opened up at 8 a.m. And I was like, if I don't see Babylon at 8 a.m., I'll never see yeah. it. Right. And yeah, exactly. I should have done this at 8 a.m. Well, we're all a bunch of Ving Rames in which we only show up to deliver a couple lines of dialogue from a chair. <laughs> yeah. But, that, but I, don't dialogue. Think, I, don't, I do not think that man stands up. In no. This He's always been very much like I'm just around to like tell tell other people about Ethan Hunt. But I mean, even in the last one, he kind of stands up and then he gets shot pretty quickly. Yeah. Even in this one, I think in the scene where he's like, I got to go. Yeah. They they show him sitting and then they just cut away to allow for <laughs> your brain to watch him. Like he never goes anywhere. He just says, I'm about to leave. Uh, Benji, sorry, Ethan. I gotta go do stuff, and you're not gonna know what it is. I'll see you. And it's really I have to go film Arby's commercials. <laughs> oh my god! 
I just <laughs> I didn't realize that until right now. You didn't realize uh, that yeah. Bing Rames was the person who made you want big beef and cheddars? Oh god. <laughs> they have the meats. Yeah. They got the meats. They got the meats. Um I assume we saved Barbie for last because we're deeply ashamed that a movie with four me- a movie podcast hosted by four men <laughs> that only two of us have seen the biggest movie of the year. <laughs> oh jeez. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yikesy, yep. yikesy. Um, that is accurate. Bad look, guys. Now, now, let me just tell you my problems with the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, it's so just fair. a little frustrating Thanks, that this movie that purports to be for everyone is not for men. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just really gets my goat. Oh, uh, I... I really want to see this. I, I promised that I would not see this without my wife. And so I'm waiting for, so I, I just like, I can't, I can't do it until we're ready to go see it. And then once, once, you know, she's like better and I'm, we're, I'm back in the States, then we will be going and seeing this. Um, okay. So we're going, we're going spoiler free territory here. The movie is just fucking great. It, uh, is there stuff to spoil about this? No, just like see it, enjoy. I don't want you to know too yeah. too much. Uh, trailers okay. don't tell you anything, so I don't yeah. want to tell you anything either. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch any of the trailers, so I didn't know like what the plot was at all. So at like the twenty minute mark, where Barbie goes was a huge surprise to me. Sure, but I'll tell you, even with the trailers, like they don't make it explicitly clear. Yeah. Like what the even what the tonal language is what like you don't know shit really about the movie if you watch a trailer. So if you've watched one, don't watch it. Don't watch any ads. Just see it. Try to stay off of social media because there's a lot of discourse about the film. Um, but it's it is it's just really really good. And I know there's uh there's a critique from the from the left from the very left that's like it's not progressive enough. And my response to those people is, it's a fucking movie. How many movies, how many movies by multi-billion dollar corporations about a fucking toy do you expect to be this, this thing that, that, that like this one piece of art that changes humanity? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's like intro to feminism, the movie. And that's not a bad thing because we've had the opposite of that for all of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a billion dollar film, the fact that it can make it pretty simple and universal and especially maybe get maybe not alienate people who might not like the most. Granted, you know, so not talking about the monsters who complain, but like it can deliver it not exactly slyly. It's it's pretty like open to the to to the viewer what it's about or and what it really feels about things. But if that's can pass through and it can it can. Yeah. Like I, I saw this with I saw it with Lizzie and she yeah. doesn't like she goes to a couple of movies a year with me. She's not really a movie person. Does it's not her bag, but she really wanted to see this. And just like watching somebody else, just like witness like what it feels like to be in a completely packed theater that's like ninety five percent women and daughters and sisters and all of that shit that politicians say when they try to pretend that they like women. Um, it was just really cool to be a part of something like that. When the norm, normally when a theater is that packed, it's about some like genre shit that bros like. So it was like super weird to see to 
And and Lizzie's like, is our movies always like this? I'm like, no, they're they they are, but it's mostly just men dragging their girlfriends to see a Marvel movie. It's right. not this. This is fucking wild. It yeah, was it was cool. I thought it was really cool. I think again, I saw the the stat that one in four people that saw Barbie hadn't gone to the movie since like the pandemic. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. That that's awesome. Um, I I'm super excited to see it. I'm super excited to see this, and and I wanna I do want to do just like the whole get the entire Barbenheimer um, I guess experience. Did anyone here do that? Do Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day? No, I did them back to day. I did them a day apart. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't have anything else to say about Barbie except um, yeah. maybe it's my turn to listen. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, also, so uh, uh, great, great soundtrack. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. I'll <laughs> always. I'll oh, always it's a great, that. great soundtrack. Some real, real good bits. Uh, ugh, I, I, I haven't. Same thing. I saw it with Caitlin. I've been waiting for her to see it again, and it it just hasn't worked out. And I'm like itching to go see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very psyched. Um, I can't wait, honestly. And I feel like it's this is something that it's going to be in theaters for a while. You know, yeah. like it feels like it's got like uh, it's going to or and might get re released even potentially if it does go out of theaters at any point. I don't see this leaving theaters until October. Right. So I've got because, like, if you look, like, so let me check at AMC Empire, a 25 screen theater currently today had, wait for it. This is really going to fucking pay off, I swear. It's, I can't wait to hear this. Let me see. There's so much that I'm, the, the anticipation is building. Everything is building. It's so like, AMC Empire, AMC Empire had 17 screenings today. Wow. 17? 17? Holy crap. And it's, this came out how long ago? Like a month um, and a half at this point? Uh, yeah. A month, I think. So the, the 7 p.m. showing at Empire, which is the Dolby Cinema, is about 60% full. Maybe more than that. Okay. All right. I mean, so, this is already the number 18 uh, highest grossing movie of all time. Wow. With 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 room to, with room to go. Okay. And well, no great. sign that's, of letting up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Especially yeah, six percent. But that's huge. Okay. Great. Um, very excited. Very excited for this. Very excited that movies really seem to like be back in a big way right now. And it wasn't like a Marvel movie that brought people back into the theaters because those have been really lacking recently. Um, and it shows like just like how. There is an audience other than the people that want to go and see, you know, Avengers that are willing to just go back to the theater and and a bunch of times and 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 see everything. So like, yeah, this look, look how many people are out there willing to spend money, make bigger movies, give the actors and and writers their due. What's going on here? And like, um, I I appreciate that there's like a cultural resonance. Like, Marvel yeah. is the is like the like. When a Marvel movie comes out, it's really not about that movie. It's about Marvel and their right, what they're exactly. doing. It's not about the movie itself. Like I like that all of the talk about Barbie isn't about oh the sequels or the greater the the, the expanded right. Barbie universe. It's just about 
the movie and how enjoyable it was and how great Margot Robbie was and how great uh, What's-His-Face was. He was awesome. Uh, Ryan Gosling's incredible. And also, I think, like, getting Greta Gerwig to do this is, like, just the right call. Like, yeah. that's the person who can kind of make, like, a... Uh, at least like a socially conscious mainstream movie artistically slash like, I don't know, like I think she, she's just the right person to straddle all those lines. Yes. One thing I really like about the marketing of this movie and it's, or even like the month of its release right now is that no one is talking about Noah Bomback's involvement in it. Um, no, right. He co- co-writer. So talking about it, but also no, there's no blowback to no one crediting him. Right. Yeah, which is surprising that everyone's like, hey, hey, it wasn't just Greta. Like, not that I'm, I'm, I. It's nice that he, he either he or until now when Pete brings that blowback to the yep. forefront. I, know. I think it's just nice that either he stepped away or like everyone said, hey, like, like we know he's definitely credited on it. Like, they're they're part they're partners and all that. It's great that he was able to step back. And it's great that there was no blow, nobody like clamoring for it at the same time. I, I yeah. think it's really nice yeah. that this is very much being like, this is Greta Gerwig's vision. Cause yeah, it mostly like, awesome. it, it, like a thousand percent is I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what if you were like really good at street fighter and then they were like, you need to go into this like bare knuckle, <laughs> like, <laughs> But you're only really good at the new ones, so you're very good at like beating up street vendors. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah! Or, or it's just, or just like the mini games in between, where it's just like beat up this car. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> wow. Let's right. end this thing. <laughs> you can find us on the web at moviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on all of the social medias as Russ Incredible. Uh, you can find Peter as Pete. Peter PD on Letterboxd. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. And Alex is on yeah. the podcast most of the time. Not all the time, just most of the time. <laughs> or in Brooklyn. Just look around. You'll see him. He's there, probably. Maybe. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and what do we have coming up at this point? What 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 are the next big releases? Does anyone know, like in the next couple, of, other than Gran Turismo, uh, as we all Gran know. Turismo, Blue Beetles, The Last Blue Voyage Beetle. of the Demeter just came out. We had mentioned that, but I haven't seen it. Stray Blue Beetle. I assume Blue Beetle is going to flop. I assume uh, Strays is going to flop. Very excited for Bottoms. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, Equalizer three in September. Which is really weird. I, I love Denzel that he's dropping that Labor Day weekend. Like he's like, yeah, no one will go to the movies, but dads might. That's that's yeah, hundred percent. I will hundred percent see that with my dad. Um, we saw two in theaters. He was just like, what was that? I was like, did you see the first? He's like, no. Was like, All right. <laughs> um, remember, we get to talk about more Poirot. Oh yeah, really? a haunting in Venice. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um. Yeah. Did, stuff when was Blue Beetle? That's not part of like the new. It, he, the character is apparently. They're saying the movie isn't like the movie's not DCU, but the character will be. So I think they're just gonna if it does well enough, they're gonna take Zolo Maraduena because he's exactly who you want to be a superhero right now, and just grab bring him over to the rest of the movies without. And probably leave the rest of his like 
characters and those other people. They'll probably recast everybody. Kind of do what they did with Hulk okay. in the MCU. Yeah. I have a feeling gotcha. that. That makes they'll, sense. Okay. They'll keep Blue Beetle and him, and they'll get rid of everything else. Cool. Okay. Um, and then the Marvels is when? November. We got some time. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so, well, we will see you all next time with a bunch more movies and a bunch more talking, Um, because that's what we do, is we talk about movies. Um, Thank you all for listening, and thank you all for being here with us on this, the movie, movie podcast. Bye. Uh, Bye.